2: Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome back to a special episode of Brav Bros, your favorite podcast from the Bros for everybody, for whoever wants to listen. I am your co-host Steele Russell, joined as always by Shooter Maguder and a very special guest, uh, our original Brav Bro, if you will. We have Craig Conover from Southern Charm and like fifteen other
3: shows. What's up, Craig? What's up, guys? Congrats on uh, on everything. I remember it's funny because I was just I'm I'm in Albany and at Paige's parents and Sierra's here too. And I was like, hey, I'm gonna go do the Bravo Bros podcast. And like, they knew instantly, like what I'm trying to say is it's funny how much we know more about people than they realize, like, like I saw you guys right when you came out and I thought it was awesome what you guys were doing. Um, well, but like, we, I don't think I ever told you, you know, I was never like, Hey, good job guys. I was just like, we heard
2: a what's... clip of you, you were on somebody's podcast like a year and a half ago. We just started out and you mentioned like, yeah, there's these two guys, like two straight dudes just doing Bravo recaps. And it's awesome. And I like filled myself, like listening to it. I was like, Oh shit, Craig. <laughs> so I reached oh, out that's to right. you like that day. I was like, Hey man, thanks for the shout out. And you liked it <laughs> a year and a half later. <laughs> <laughs> it said like message from craig i was like oh sick i was like it's a year and a half late but we'll take it
3: <laughs> yeah so the girls say hello um but yeah congrats on everything and uh i'm glad we've got this little holiday break to to catch up so it's an honor to be here
0: yeah i While mean we- it's, a, it's a great time to do it too because right in the middle of probably the best season of southern charm that we've ever watched it's fucking wild i mean what just try to like break it down for us a little bit. What's it like being in that moment you realize that there's so much going on between obviously Austin and Taylor and then the Olivia factor and everything else that just keeps popping up. It seems like every week there's a new storyline that you guys have to fucking deal with. Like that's one, it's got to be exhausting, but it's got to be exciting in the moment, right? Yeah, I mean this year was was really
3: great and I'm glad it's resonating with everyone because it felt not like old school Southern Charm, but we just we let Charleston be its own character again, like this incestuous city that we live in. And everything that everyone's seeing, like it, you know, look, we only film a couple months a year, and we just got the sweet spot of the year. Um, it just all of this stuff ended up happening when we were when, you know, we happened to have cameras there. And so I have found myself laughing most at some of our reactions and we hadn't we didn't know that olivia and austin had hung out and i had found out earlier that day you know when austin and i were filming and then when shep found out at the dinner table like i just watched his face and he's like wait what and you could see that he's processing it in real time like there's no way that you guys did that <laughs> and like i yeah so i it's, it's a great season i'm glad to be back um you know and this like sweet spot and you know for whatever reasons there were for you know we've been on almost a decade like you know some seasons are just going to be a little a little slower but i think this one is just so raw and real for better or for worse that i think the viewers are really connecting with
2: it yeah i mean we've definitely resonated with a lot of the things happening and you can just tell from social media that's kind of where we you get the you know, heartbeat of what's going on, if it's hitting or if it's not landing. And it seems like everybody is appreciating the season as much as we are. Now, do you think that a part of that, because I've, I'm newer to Southern Charm, it took me a little bit while to get into it. Shooter's been Southern Charm like since day one, but Do you think that a big part of this season is because you guys are like, a lot of you have grown up, a lot of you have matured in a lot of ways. Is this a season where you can kind of look at it? Even Shep seems to have a little bit more self-awareness this season than I've seen in the past. Do you attribute that to the success this year that people are kind of, you know, Austin talked about early in the season that he had a confession where he said, you know, I might be the issue. Maybe I need to look inward, stuff like that. It seems like there's more self-reflection going on, I guess. Like, do you think that
3: that plays into it at all? I think it plays into the longevity of Southern Charm as a whole. Um, You know, we really. They really just give kind of everyone a chance to to live out their lives for better, for worse and bring, you know, you all along for this ride of I mean, it's a roller coaster and there's like arcs in both directions. There's good arcs, there's bad arcs. Um, You know, I speak a lot around the country now. And a big thing I talk about is like most success stories or when you see people that have made it, they're not going to highlight the bad years. Like, you know, they might say, oh, like it wasn't always easy, but they don't have like reality show cameras documenting some of their like real bad like Adderall benders and like, you know, yeah. <laughs> had not been like, like, you know, really messing up and getting fired in. So I hated it at the time, but I really appreciate that some of my bad years were filmed I mean it's still very it would be very hard for me to watch but it gives some context and authenticity to people when I'm like look if now you get to see me like if I can make it to where I am now and make it out of some of those dark times you know I mean a lot of people can relate to addiction or drinking too much or whatever it may be and then to be able to share the light at the end of the tunnel I think that's what Gives the show hope, which is cool. And I think like the you know, Austin is in this this kind of I was about to use some word I didn't know, like paradigm or something, but he's in the middle of <laughs> I associate words we make up all words the all the time. Yeah, Paige is like, that's not a real word, Greg. That's it, like we do it
2: too. We just sound so confident with it that we don't, yeah. we'll say, and then we'll get comments like, that's not how you use that word. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm pretty sure it is though. Yeah,
3: you know what I was trying to say, but he's really in this tug of war where is he going to take these like second, third, fourth chances, kind of following the footsteps of, I would think, I, I don't know, maybe it's just me, maybe it's a conceited thought to think this, but I think. Austin, his intentions are so good, he's just got to figure out how to make the right choices. And I, all of these things are happening in real time. And I think this year we did a great job of, of, of not losing the, the message and what, you know, what happened during filming between principal photography and it airing. Like I think you're getting a very true look at what happened.
0: Yeah, I feel like that's like such a super important aspect of reality TV and that's I love Southern Charm and like I used to watch Summer House all the time too because it resonated with me as you know like late 20s early 30s I like to go out like I want to have a party every weekend I want to go out with my boys and go to the bar and that's why it feels so different now because we get to watch year after year you guys change and I want to like attribute a lot of that to you because watching you even over the last three years you've changed and matured so fucking much it's crazy to watch you from like years ago yelling at a dinner table completely blackout and now you're the voice of reason you're the one that people turn to for logic i know yeah look i'm not going to be an idiot here i'm going to go ahead and say good job page i think she had a lot yeah. to do with that <laughs> but that's the, but that's what i feel like we're, we want more from austin too and obviously yeah we understand the aspect of what's going to make great tv will be shep kind of losing his mind and maybe not growing up and maybe austin doesn't grow up because he's doing all these little things behind the scenes that make for such great tv but we watch so much of your content that we want to root for you like we want you guys to do better and i feel like this year is kind of that thing like you've got a crazy balance going on right now when we watch shows the way that Steele and i do where yeah austin's doing some dumbass shit and he's screwing up relationships here and there but we can still see this is a slightly different Austin for him to sit down in the confessional and say you know I don't know what the fuck I'm doing but I'm going to therapy and trying to figure it out and I understand that I might be the problem so I'm trying to fix these things it is a crazy component but how does it feel for you obviously you rewatch these shows you rewatch all the episodes like you said you were watching the screener on on the plane how does it feel for you to know like yeah you had some of your lowest moments on TV and now to see where you are is it kind of crazy to be like yeah i'm the voice of reason in this group i kind of broke away from the peter pan <coughs> or what, what did we say was the plural of peter pan seal peter pen uh, peter pen which
3: is not correct but that's <laughs> that's funny
0: well um you know
3: i actually attribute yes page you know and that's a whole conversation of like so you know some people are like i won't change for anyone and it's like no but you can get better like you can improve on yourself you can become a better person. Um, and you have to do it for the right reasons. Like I've had times in my life where I had to stop drinking or slow down my drinking for the wrong reasons. Like, you know, I've dated, you know, we've all dated people in the past, but one was just, I knew like, if we broke, like when we broke up, I went back to my old habits. Like, I honestly believe that with Paige now and like the way I live my life, um, and like the program that I do, like my personal like program, you know, if we broke up, I would still continue this or hopefully continue this Um right. and it's sustainable growth and like i don't think that's a bad bad thing at all and i don't think anyone well some people out there would be like oh you're not like you know like basically only the party guys that still miss you know having someone to hear the birds you know in the morning with yeah. uh but but other than that like it's fun to get better but Sierra always oh, sierra told me you know after winter house um two she was like, Craig, your message is we actually talked about it this morning at breakfast. I used to say that Sierra said, Craig, your message is usually right. And she was and she would say, But it gets lost in your delivery. This morning at breakfast, she was like, Craig, you're always right. Which was wild for her to wow. say that. But okay. yeah, was violence, you see," But she was like, But your dumbass would be but you know, they would lose it. You would lose it because you would give you know, I was doing too much. And, you know, I've been trying to get healthy and work on myself for a while now. And this is the first show that was filmed after I made some changes in my life. Mm -hmm. And it's really enjoyable, you know, for a lot of years, I couldn't watch. And it's, it's really fun to be able to watch again.
0: I mean, it's cool to see you like, you're actually still having so much fun. And you have the perspective of, yeah, my friends are idiots. I know what they're going to do. I know they're going to do dumb shit, but you're still sitting there like laughing in the background, understanding, all right, look, I can give you some advice. I understand who you are as a person, but you're an idiot. And that's like really fun to do. And I I want you to know that at least it conveys that way through TV too, because you're sitting there like, yeah, you know what? I feel better. I like watching myself because I know that I'm doing things the right way. Even us, the viewers, we're watching and we're like, Craig has changed and Craig's doing a great job right now. Cause he's still having a great time. You're not like completely avoiding everything and not going out with your boys anymore because you don't want to get stuck in those situations. You found a way to still have fun and also do the right thing, which is cool to see.
3: Well, you got to find that
0: balance. And I just
3: like, I don't know. I've been trying to think a lot, especially after BravoCon. I'm like, I think I just have a lot to lose. And that's the fun thing now is like, I've built something that like, you know, we've got a lot of employees now we've got a big company like we have partners like i have a lot to lose and there's a lot of pressure that comes with that but also you know it's exciting and um you just continue to put one foot in front of the other and i think that's like with austin he had been doing therapy he was doing so well and then you know he does this like crazy ass thing that i still like can't believe happened but like he was doing he is at least is doing you know five steps forward four steps back and so like he is moving forward. yeah he's Slowly. progressing he just does he gets himself and that's why i love that you guys got to see my reaction mm-hmm. with everything this year and because um you know it's still the absurdity of of this year
2: still makes me laugh but um, oh yeah i mean it's it's outrageous to watch just because when you look at it like logically, then you break it down from that standpoint, and you see Austin doing some of this shit. You're like, bro, like, why on earth would you make that decision, especially when you are trying to work on yourself? But at the same time, I think it's an interesting dynamic to watch with you two, because you are so close and have been so close, and will always be so close. And it's it's that that middle ground that you've treaded very well this season, where he's done a lot of things that you do not stand by where it's like, this is bro code for one, two, it's just a moral high ground. This is my moral compass and what I believe in Then I'm watching you make these mistakes and I will not sit here and support you on that. I'm still your friend and I'm going to help you try to get through this. But at the same time, when you're with people, you know, you're at that dinner at Whitney's house and you'll call them out and be like, yeah, well, why did you do that? Like when you guys were hanging out, you're telling me all you did was kiss. Like, come on, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense if you guys are having sleepovers, So I appreciate the fact that you're still a good friend to him, but at the same time, you're not afraid to be like, yeah, but you need to clean up your shit. And I think that's the symbol of like a real friend. Well, and I think it
3: shows his growth because I'm so appreciative that he allowed me to do that because I was nervous. That balance was hard to be like, I do not agree with your actions, but I still like you as a person. Um, And that it was a like, he easily could have been like, man, fuck you. Like, you don't have my back. But instead, like, he took it on the chin. You know, I didn't go, like, I didn't try to fucking harp on it. Like, you know, like, I wasn't, like, I made it clear that I didn't agree with what he did. Um, And I I don't know. I just, I'm glad that we were going to make it through because we're in a great place. Like, we're on tour right now together. He had a great, like, BravoCon. And, like, it's, you know, it's fun to see your buddy do well. And, like, it's, but it's i wasn't always good at being called out on my shit, you know i'd be like find a million excuses and stuff but i think he's doing about as best as he could just taking his lashings this year um which kind of were i think was prolonged because one i don't i think there was a lot of suspicion you know, there still is in the season around what the full story was. So that's always going to keep something alive, you know? And that's what I tried to tell him. I'm like, he's like, why are we still talking about this? And I was like, well, with that suspicion of any story that it's going to keep going on. Um, And I think Shep's inability to really like face his emotions, which we got to see like last episode, kind of kept it alive too, because then he would have these, you know, outbursts which seemed random to a lot of people, but were because he like, really just built just didn't up that over time. Yeah. yeah.
2: And I guess with like the Shep part of it all, and I mean, you were the one to say like this incestuous Charleston that we've seen with this whole thing, like, why is it so important for Shep to maintain this level? Of, like, I think it's, it's ironic that, you know, he claims to want to be a gentleman and be nice. And he's, I'm nice to everybody. I get along with everybody. And then he does some pretty shady shit on the side. But why is it so important for Shep to maintain this image of like, Oh, I get along with everybody. Is he just like that prone to, or wants to avoid drama that he's just going to do whatever he can to just say he's cool with everybody. And it just boil? Is this like a repeat thing with him or has he ever gotten, will we see this season, I guess, a moment where Shep is able to actually dive into what's bugging him, why it's bugging him, and why he should be pissed at Austin. I mean, you said it best. Like, if that was you and Austin had hooked up with Paige, like, you would say flat out, I don't know how to be friends with you, man. Like, if Shooter did the same thing, I would say to his face, like, bro, I don't know if I can ever fucking trust you again. So, will we get that moment with him, or is it just
3: going to be more of the same? Yeah, I mean, we'll just have to – that's our, our... – watch and see uh <laughs> answer <laughs> company but why, man. yeah yeah i um you know we've you know he i hope so because i th- you know it's funny because chef and i have been friends for a decade now and we're so different and i think that's why you know we get to good places because we just accept each other as like we're like brothers that can go home for the holidays and three days is great um, but the fourth day is too much. And like, we don't need to be spending four days together and we, but we love to see each other for three, um, cause we're so different and we've both rubbed on it off on each other. I hope in, in good ways, but I truly believe that he thinks drama, like he can't process <clears throat> like a re a practical reason for drama or people not getting along. And I think that's what his brain just tries to be like, you know, life's too short or life's too good to have any unrest maybe it's you know i think being vulnerable scares him more than probably the most and really like doing feel like i'm just like i'll sit around and talk about emotions you know a lot easier than i guess yeah um so i think that's just i think it's a scary territory for him and it's it's kind of been neat to explore that this year so you know we've yeah. got our reunion coming up and we don't know what that's going to look like but um yeah hopefully and then you know in the remaining episodes we'll see him explore those feelings uh because he really doesn't <laughs> he, he he was he surprised me this year i'll say and you know based on the conversation last episode like i think he was scared to acknowledge everything happening um because he didn't want it to be real i think but you know that's again human nature which we've all kind of experienced in different ways
0: i want to talk about your business how's the business going because i i mean i can i
2: preface this real quick what because i just need to say because it drove me fucking crazy i didn't watch like the earlier seasons i just watched the clip of you sewing and naomi saying like oh like making fun of you for sewing i mention it almost every season that it premieres it makes me so mad and it's it kind of ties into what we do here just because if you're a man and you like to sew, who gives a shit? Like that bugged right. me so much. Like, if you're passionate about sewing, sew, sew to your heart's content. Look what you did with it. Look what you built. It's fucking incredible. And like, we make that joke all the time to people that talk to us. And they're like, you know, when we started out, especially like our friends who are, you know, tough guys are like,
3: right. oh, really, bro? Like a Bravo
2: podcast? Like, I was like, really, dude, you're too tough for fucking TV. Like, what yeah. are you talking about? You sound like such an idiot. Like, you're that insecure. So to see you get like berated for doing something that you enjoyed, then taking that and turning it into what you've turned it into has been so cool to watch, especially from the standpoint, every time I see that scene, I'm like, oh, that sucks. I hate that for you. So back to Shooter. Sorry. I just need to to get that off my chest.
0: Me personally, I think it's great because what we usually see on Bravo is... You know, people trying to start a music career because they're famous on Bravo, or they want to, you know, obviously everybody's going to do a podcast. That's fine. But they want to be models. They want to do all this like outlandish shit that you would never see them be able to do. And they're using Bravo as the platform. And we can see it right away like, all right, you're not going to be a music star. You're just a housewife. You're just this or that or whatever. You took a completely different route and went to something one that you enjoy doing. And it's practical. It's a practical business that's going to do well. You used your platform for good, I would say. So like, how cool is that to be able to get, obviously, to the point that you're at right now, and you've got stores opening, and there's people clamoring outside just to get into your store obviously one the product's great two it's craig from southern charm i want to see if i can get a glimpse (laughs) of him in there maybe Paige is going to be there that's cool like but it's got to be really cool to be able to turn what you're doing on reality tv into a practical business like that that will last you you know for the rest of your life even when you're done with tv
3: yeah i mean i appreciate all the kind words because i mean that's what that was the goal and so there's a couple different things one i never understood the the strife against it like i actually it's funny because when i got the sewing machine i actually thought it would be received by the people closest to me as like a very attractive thing because it is like in real life being secure enough to do something like you guys are doing and so like being secure enough to do something that other people are too shy to fuck with is actually very attractive. Um and so I was blindsided. Um we're attracted to you too, Craig. No, thanks, guys. <laughs> uh, in my relationship, I was just like, wait, what? Like this is this is cool. Um, you know, doing things that not everyone else does is cool. And then I I've been played some clips from that were during some of those seasons, which I didn't watch a lot of. And I'm pretty taken back by how against me a lot of the friends were um and like they said some mean shit, and i i just never understood why they were so you know obsessed with what i was doing maybe it was to keep you know maybe it was keep the, the telescope off them or their own personal uh not telescope microscope um but like maybe it was like for like you know i think some of them like holding a mirror You know up to them being like well what are you doing but man i i've had so much fun just persevering and pushing through and you know the store on king street is so fun to share with everyone else that supported me that wasn't on the show and it serves as like you know it is a giant middle finger to everyone that hated against it so like i don't have to say anything which is great um, and like that was the whole thing like you just have to push through those early years and that's why I'm glad that they were recorded so people can see that like sometimes like I was the only one that thought it was a good idea the only one I mean my parents have always been supportive of me but like you know so they 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 don't know where I came from anyway they're a law student or lawyer <laughs> like reality TV sewing kid um, but like at the end of the day I was the only one that thought it was a good idea. And so that's what I like to tell people. It's like, look, even if you have no support in your life, which hopefully you do, like doesn't mean it's a bad idea. Just because no one else has done it doesn't mean it's a bad idea. Don't feel bad spending time on your side hustle. <clears throat> and man, my I used to like I would cripple myself cuz I I had done like 5 seasons of a show that's on in front of millions of people and I just didn't have I didn't have anything like tangible to show for it, I guess. <clears throat> um, like I didn't have a product. I just didn't I, I didn't feel accomplished on that side of things. And I finally saw a meme or a graphic online where it was like, you know, Vera Wang made her first dress at like 45. Like the creator of Red Bull was like 52. The guy that started Uber was like in his 60s. Like this chart where it was like, you are younger than you think right. um, and you have plenty of time and tomorrow is the next day of the rest of your life and so i w- i just it's it's kind of neat like i remember paige had a hard time turning 30 and i was like well you know i didn't start sewing down south till i was 31 and they kind of like you know lit up her her face a little bit um so it's been it's been a fun journey i mean things are are really really taking off um and it's like to, to be able to share that with everyone through, you know, TV and, um, you know, traveling the country has been great.
2: Yeah. It's been really fun to watch. And like from somebody, you know, I played professional baseball for a long time and I actually left the game due to alcohol pretty much. Like I've been sober for five years now and had to start oh, my congrats. life over. Thank you. Appreciate it. But I had to start my life over from 28 years old. And at that point, you know, all I'd done my entire life was play ball. and. Right. I had to start literally from scratch. I was like, what the fuck am I supposed to do now? And I started pursuing, you know, I was a personal trainer just to make the ends meet, but I've always liked cooking. So I started cooking a lot. I felt backwards into a private chef job. And now that's what I do for a living. I do, I'm do i a private chef, personal trainer. Then same thing with the podcast. And it's like, I think it's a great message and it resonated with me watching you pursue this thing. That is a passion. It's a dream that you want to, you know, come to fruition. But I think it's always nice on these shows to have these moments of to make you know you guys seem more personable, if you will, where you can watch a guy take a pass, Relatable. Relatable. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I forget words a lot. There you go. Words. <laughs> yeah, words suck. But to see that and like watch you grow, watch you look at everybody and pretty much, you know, silently give the middle finger like I know you guys are making fun of me, but fuck you. Watch this like that mindset watching it has been One of my favorite things about watching this growth that you've made over the past four or five years or whatever so i just want to let you know like from somebody that's done something similar not to that degree by any means but just pursuing something that we care about instead of just being like "Oh, i guess i'll get a nine to five i guess i'll just do whatever just to make the ends meet so it's 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 been really fun to watch and actually watching you take it and turn it into this borderline juggernaut where it's kind of you guys are continually just getting bigger and bigger. You're in where are you in
3: now? Your distribution. Like, yeah, the Kroger deal is that's So, it. you know, it next next year you'll see me with like pops and, <laughs> and um I'm, sheets of We're it, gonna yeah, find yeah. one. Yeah, we're gonna take yeah, a selfie well, with one of those. It's like, you know, uh like they've got twenty different grocery stores. So Kroger's the parent company and then they have a whole bunch. Um but dude, it's um, it's funny. Steel and shooter. I was, I guess, l- lacrosse players at first because I knew a Steel that played uh, lacrosse and then shooter. There was, was not like, a lot of us. Yeah, mine my, my was more basketball. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I am, um, <clears throat> I. It's cool. Well, the one thing I, anyone listening, I, so I, I was really open. Well, when I started to open up about Adderall, was a great day because I was sitting at the reunion. And every question that was asked about me, like, why'd you do this? Why'd you do this? Why'd you do this? Like, the answer was Adderall. Like, I was, and so I finally just said it. Um, And, you know, it was, like, it was received very well, but no one knew what to do with it because, you know, Adderall was this, like, thing that we were all prescribed and, like, I don't know, people just didn't talk about it. And so when I talked about it in my book, you know, athletes came up to me and, like, some famous people and stuff, and they're, like, Dude, it affects my relationship with my kids and my parents and my like irritable And they're like, Are you as productive as you were before? And I was like, No. Yeah. I was no, like, it's I'm physically really, like I'm yeah. not <laughs> But I was like, but I'm more efficient. I was like, I'm happier. You know, I get more done with my time now. Right. And then the next beast to tackle, which was when I started to date Paige, I just thought you went from like the fun boyfriend to the husband to the dad. Like I really like it's funny because I think it's a guy way of thinking, but I just thought it progressed like that. I didn't think there had to be any personal growth, yeah. um, so I didn't realize that the fun boyfriend doesn't automatically become, you know, the husband material or or good dad. The potential was there, um, and so I started to work on my drinking. and There's a program called Refrain, which I haven't talked about yet, or like the program but it's for people that don't want to like, you could use it to get sober, but it's for people that want to cut their drinking. Right. Um, and so I've been using this program refrain and then, you know, everything changed because as soon as you start to cut, then it really, I mean, I'm a guy that goes, I'm a guy of extremes, I guess. That's my personality. I'm sure we are all kind of similar on that, but I, um, started to work out in the morning and then, like that really changed my life working out in the morning understanding food eating for a purpose and not cuz I was bored and then um it put me in the position to embrace opportunities so instead of you know people say you got lucky it's not that you're lucky it's that you're you're in the right place and time for an opportunity and yeah. um god I have so much like energy now but the thing is it's you know constant battle um but it's been fun and I I just I'm thankful that I can share it with people cuz you know it's I I'm new to all of this too and then th- then you realize that everyone's new to it everyone's yeah. just le- like living their first life like no one's done this um before but it gives me the this the sewing thing brings me to the table like there's not a lot of straight males like in I mean there's more than you think but like publicly out there talking about like sewing and gardening and cooking and like the stuff like kind of being like a homemaker. And, you know, I was very fortunate growing up in the most basic of ways, like, I didn't know people didn't have dinner with their parents every night until I like, you know, got to college. And that's like a big one. I'm very appreciative for that. But I didn't really have a seat at the table for, you know, this inclusion talk you know, cause like I had the fundamental, you know, I guess necessities. And right. so it's been fun because doing this like, you know, not stereotypical straight male thing, it's it's given me a doorway to like speak on inclusive, inclusivity and stuff like that <laughs> in schools and like bullying and shit. And like, I don't know, it just opened a lot of doors that have been really fun. And I think, you know, having a clear state of mind and being able to say yes when things come is has been great.
2: Yeah, that's, the, I think mean, a big part is like just for dudes in general. You know, we talk about it here a lot, but that old school mentality of like what a man is, you know what I mean? Where it's like, you gotta yeah. be tough, like rub dirt on it, don't talk about your feelings, all that shit. Like, that's how I was for 28 years of my life. And then I went to rehab and they broke all that shit down. They're like, yeah, this is why you have a problem. I was like, oh. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> so, you mean like, the
3: dirt's not working?
2: Yeah, no, come on. My my dad told me rub dirt on it, I'll be fine and do not be a pussy. That's all I need. But like learning how to finally talk about shit and open up about shit and be open to hearing criticisms and changing and allowing yourself to feel honestly, like feeling the feeling sad, talking about being sad, all that kind of stuff. And so to see somebody on TV in your position like somebody that's successful somebody that's not afraid to talk about sewing somebody that's not afraid to talk about your feelings somebody that's not afraid in your relationship to be the person that's like hey i want to talk about the future i want to talk about moving forward which all of those things can sometimes be looked at as like a woman's role quote unquote right. in traditional terms which i think is bullshit so to see somebody take that upon themselves to not only live it, but to preach about it and not in like a soapbox kind of way. I think it's important for guys, especially guys our age that are kind of teetering back and forth on what it means to you know be masculine. So
0: I really appreciate it. Yeah, it's Band-Aids, Band-Aids for outside wounds, alcohol for inside wounds, right? Yeah, yeah. right. That's, that's how I learned. <laughs> that's how it works. That's-
1: And let's be honest, all of the drama. I'll give you a day's worth of celebrity and reality news weekday afternoons in just under an hour. New episodes of Daily Dose of Donna post weekday afternoons and are now available in video on Spotify. Subscribe to Daily Dose of Donna. That's D-A-N-A on your podcast app.
0: That's how it works. But how are – because obviously a a big part of your role at least on this season and it kind of spills over onto Summer House and Winter House and all over the place – Give us a breakdown of you know kind of where you and Paige are right now because that's such a point of emphasis. You know, but everybody right. wants to know, Craig. And look, dude, we fucking get it. We understand it's baby steps. So we watch this and we're right. like, all right, you know, Paige is a little more receptive to this this time. You know, she's she answered the question this way, and Craig seems to have changed this and that and whatever. We understand that it's going to be a long process. You guys live far away from each other, but what's it? Where is where are you guys at currently? And also, what's it like to? you know, obviously have idiots like us analyze your fucking relationship. That's what we have have to do. We have to watch TV and be like, all right, Craig and page, are they in it for the long haul? What's going on here? Like, can you guys turn that outside noise off and just focus on yourselves? You know, as much as you can.
3: Cause like, if you say like that, that there's never a mute button. Um, and so you try to keep it at a low volume. It's that's just human nature. It's not like we live in the woods off the grid. um, which I fantasize about. I don't know if I'd be good at it, but I like to watch yeah. those like Alaskan shows or like you know, go you live on a little? ranch. Or... No, that's a little too intense for me. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, that is pretty fucking fun. <laughs> Which is probably I would... why I couldn't do it. I want to do naked own. and
2: afraid. I want to try that one,
3: dude. That the bugs would get me.
2: The bugs. Oh, yeah. I
3: just the bugs if are tough. Get... But yeah. We watch. I'm good friends, Dustin. Uh, Johnson's one of my close friends and we watch a lot of Naked and Afraid. It seems to stay on the TV when we're Justin having like Johnson, a lazy the, day. The
2: golfer Dustin Johnson. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. him and my him and I watch a lot of Naked and Afraid. Really? Many times cuz yeah, my stepdad works for RBC and yeah. Dustin johnson's sponsored by them. So he golfs yeah. with them every once like not a lot. I think he's gone like two or three times with them. That's funny. Yeah, he's, he's, they're great. He's the casually great like, "Yeah, my buddy Dustin, you know, Johnson."
3: Well, I Nobody's it's because <laughs> if you follow me on Instagram then I never know if you just say dust or yeah, whatever. So Dustin, um, (laughs) but thank God they're on, that TV shows on all the time. Um, You know, we're in a great place. And I think sustainable, excuse me, sustainable growth is what became important because I really, I don't know. I didn't understand like timing, I guess. And, you know, I really only based stuff off like rom-coms like you date for a little while you get engaged and then you get married like i just i wasn't able to see it in other than like a very linear thing and so when paige told me last year um that there was like that she wanted to get married to me one day but that we had stuff to figure out and then i realized that like in my head you got engaged and then you figured that stuff out right then i saw the importance of being like that's not how it works and you know we'll get to see like i love Lindsay and carl but you know i asked them this this summer and there's a lot of tv to watch but i was like did you kind of think well i shouldn't go into that but i other because then but i i just was under the impression that like you got engaged and then you, you figured your shit out um and, like I kind of just got perspective well, I also didn't want to like lose page. I was like, "Well, aren't you supposed to like propose after a while so they think you're serious and I just had a lot of ideas of what I was supposed to do because again, I didn't know any better um and so fortunately, we're very good at talking, and like we're different, but like we communicate really well and you know, people forget we've only been dating a little over two years. Um, yeah. When you watch something on TV, it seems a lot longer. And I think we got in this habit of seeing people date and seeing people get engaged on TV, and then seeing what would happen. But we were I both think so it's because you're
0: on like seventeen fucking shows at this point. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah we honestly, see you yeah. all year round. <laughs> and we're like, this has um, been a seven-year relationship.
3: <laughs> that's probably very true, and like the timing gets all out of it, and so we have had some pretty good steps and the most recent one is just like being okay with our setup um regardless if it makes sense to anyone else like our long distance thing we love and we're really starting to embrace and being like look it works for us like you know instead of trying to fit ourselves into this box which you know was I guess I'm a traditionalist in a lot of senses um, when it comes to like romantic stuff. Um, Instead, I'm just like, but I'm happy, you know, and I'm like, I tried the other ways before. And, you know, if me and her are both happy with our setup, then let's just see what happens. But also she's a girl. So, and no offense to girls, but like, tomorrow you know we're in vegas and she's like let's just get married our parents are here you know then the next day she's like i don't know if i want to get engaged yet like (laughs) i never know where she's going to be but fortunately the end goal is the same you know we want to we want to have a family one day together we just we really don't know what that's going to look like or what the next few years are
0: We saw, you know, years ago on Summer House, you guys started dating. We're like, all right, we'll see what happens. And now it's you're one one of, if not the best couple on Bravo that we actually just genuinely enjoy watching together because you guys have so much fun and actually like each other. Like watching you call her. Yeah, like watching you call her in bed after the shit show that was Shep's Mountain House (laughs) was hilarious because, you know, Paige is like, I wish I was there to witness all of this. And when she is there, you can see it on her face like, oh, yeah, I'm so happy I'm here. I get to watch this just blow up and I get to be involved, but it's not part of me.
3: Right. Oh, she loves that role. She loves just beginning to be like, you know, arm's length of everything. Like
0: a fly (laughs) on the wall
3: during this.
2: You can tell when you have that dinner at Shep's, the pheasant dinner and she's like the third party and she just gets to yeah. like see it's almost like she's a producer on the show or she's in the background like oh what's gonna happen and like the smile yeah. on her face when shit starts to go south i was like she's really enjoying
3: this she has <laughs> yeah. got a yeah a birds eye like a front row seat to it all she had a great um conversation with olivia that we didn't get to see on the phone at the mountain house too um but you know to their credit which is funny because i am um, you know i butt heads with with like producers a lot, but there are our buddies, but you know, everyone has a job to do. But yeah, um, sometimes when they're like, you know, some of those conversations that me and Paige had, like we really the so the conversations that you guys see, we would not have had on our own, like, but we should have. So what I mean is, like, oh, okay, it's not, like it's real, but like we were actually at least kind of pressured into finally having these conversations by our like you know our friends on the show because like a lot of times they're like have you talked about this and i'm like no you're right like we, <laughs> we haven't i was like i don't want to talk about this. maybe we should, maybe. should um <laughs> therapy yeah, via so, producers so you know sometimes it is like nothing's changed but i think you know it's funny that you said every you know you all you see a little bit of movement, and I think that's what was important to me. I'm like I don't care you know what the timing on this is as long as there's you know potential to move forward um you know, but that's like in anything in life you don't want to be spinning in circles, so it's um it's it's you just kind of have to embrace it and 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 really find the positivity in it because. You know, we do have so many long distance couples that message us or regular couples or whoever. I mean, I think a lot of people have fun with it. But the problem is, is there's, you know, there's a lot of anger out there in the world, too. And that's the you try to turn up the positivity and turn down the negativity. And I think the more in-person interactions we have with people, that's the goal. Like, I love going to the store. I love traveling around. Um, You know, you got to stay off the Internet reading like comments on the internet is like cutting they were like oh, wow. you yeah they were like you know because you you skim right by all the positive stuff so you're gonna you're, you could read you know 20 nice comments or threads but you're gonna stop on the one that like hurts you and that's mean and you're going to read it knowing that it's going to hurt your feelings <laughs> yeah. and they like they compared it to cutting I remember that so I tell a lot of the girls that story um sometimes to try to to help them because i don't know it's uh,
2: well, that's interesting i'm always yeah, the we, one who gets stuck on those bad boys shooter doesn't care it, i don't I like, give a shit
0: now we we, we, we will yeah, we so actually turned, turned like, it we turned it into a skit right. on our show like part of a segment for our show is here's the meatest comment of the week and that's then we'll good. but then we'll go back at them and make fun of them so i mean we, we do
2: rose and thorn we call it What's yeah, I was to scared to, to do
0: that because I didn't want to encourage me comments. Oh, but dude! No, it's, I think no, started it's giving us like one star reviews so that we would read their <laughs> comment on it, and we're like, "All right, all right, not at the like, not at the uh, sustainability down, of guys. the show." Yeah, but we're not going to read
3: podcast reviews are so frustrating because people get confused and they'll like leave one star and be like, "This is my favorite podcast," and be like, <laughs> "Oh yeah, what? we've got that," <laughs> we've or gotten like, that. "Or like, I really hated," you know that you had Whitney on because he sucks one star. And you're like, but you're hurting us <laughs> yell get at that Whitney. Shit all
2: the time. They're like, I love the podcast, but disagreed with your assessment of Beverly Hills. One star. I'm like, dude,
3: that's, yeah, that's, please, mean. please <laughs> Give us at least three. subscribe to our podcast. Well, it's never anything other than like one or five. Yeah, like, there's other
2: stuff there. But, um, moving on from that, we got two more things I want to do if you got time and then we can, uh, Yeah, of course. But up first, I want to do some questions. We asked our our listeners if they had questions for Craig, and uh, we got a lot of them. So let me jump into this. Let's see. Uh, From Max June, who would settle down first, Austin, Shep, or Whitney?
3: Uh, Austin wants to. I think Shep had – Shep and Taylor was the closest that, you know – the closest that I can see Shep getting um, to settling down. Like I think he's think he had come around to it and wanted to. And I think we have a lot to explore with that. Um, But Austin truly wants to like, and, and I say this in a nice way. I've said it before, but like, he wants like what me and Paige have, like he would love to be able to have, like, he wants to be in a couple. He just hasn't figured it out yet. And then Whitney is just, whitney's our james bond friend i think he'll just be the international man of mystery we never know where he is we never know who he's with um to his mother's chagrin but yeah i think i think austin um then whitney and then probably shep in the our current state
0: i like that ranking i got yeah.
2: one from vinnie Sori and it says if you could cast page on any real housewives franchise which one would it be
3: i think she would love to do new york um I think she fits in New York. Yeah, we've said yeah. that
2: before. We want her on yeah. New York.
3: I think that would be a good uh, tra- like uh, transition for her. Um, and yeah, she does. I mean, she's a fashionista that lives in New York City. Yeah, it makes
0: sense. You got one shoots. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people think that you're the number one guy on the show now, which is such a funny <laughs> like Bravo trend. I guess we're talking yeah, about number thanks, one Jax. guys on the show. So shout out to everybody that thinks that Craig's the number one guy on the show. That's great. <laughs> Love that. So,
3: Oh, the great competition between me and Austin and Shep.
0: Oh, <laughs> all <laughs> <laughs> have
3: our
2: uh, get to that one later.
0: Yeah, no, did you see? You saw the same one that I did? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gets us right in the tinfoil hat moment. Um, yes, sir. Uh, yeah, Steele, if you have one, just go with it. All right. Um, what plans do you have
2: to expand sewing down south? That's from Christy Jedlicky.
3: So it's um it's been r- really fun, and you know it's my partner, Amanda, Jerry, and I, and <clears throat> it's pretty great that it's just us, but now we're we're hitting these like growing pains. We've got about twenty employees, and we're we need we need about two more positions filled. and I used to think, you know I went from seeing my products sold in everyone's stores across the country or people's stores. then I went to having our own stores because we want to open our next store will be in 12 south in nashville um we don't have a date on that because now our growth plan has changed a little bit into uh this collaboration we have um with kroger and i think there's a lot to be excited about with that um we haven't done like official leases but like right now you can find our holiday pillows in Kroger own stores across the country, um, like thousands of stores. Um, and then we're just going to, you know, hopefully become like a household name through their stores. Um, and so you can always, you know, go to our website, like we just, you know, com. Paige and I's, you know, second collection was awesome. Our holiday collections out right now. Um, I really am working on our nonprofit sector. That's always been my goal to make money my whole life, is for the philanthropic side, and so I do a lot with like Hope for the Warriors and stuff like that um, for post nine eleven veterans. Um, But the the thing is, is like there's a lot of different directions, and keeping us honed in um, and tight is like I was is is the challenge. But we're doing well with it. But I was like. You know, we started to have like hr issues and i was like oh my god our company's so big that we need hr now And they're like, yeah. can't, like, don't,
0: like don't say that and i was like but it's like
3: it's a huge step i was like i was like we've gotten to that size now yeah you it's gotta appreciate problem. the
0: little things there
3: yeah um but yeah so that's the answer to that well
2: the next question leads us into our our next segment here and uh i brought tinfoil i'm gonna put it on If you didn't, don't worry about it. But uh, from Rachel, you're gonna put it on your hat. I'll put mine on in a sec. From Rachel Ray, what's your strangest conspiracy theory? And then we're gonna do a tinfoil hat with the boys wear because I love conspiracy theories. I don't believe a lot of them, but I I love diving into them because they're so intriguing to me. And like, I'll end up on like a Reddit rabbit hole where it's like there's videos (laughs) and shit.
3: So yeah, what's your strangest? TikTok and yeah, Mister Sorbo, could I have some aluminum foil? Um, <laughs> I need to start writing them down. There's two things that I want to do. I want to, I need to come up with a Bravo conspiracy. Oh I know, yeah, I really we do need that. to come up. Okay, I need to come up with a Bravo conspiracy. Uh, you know, I think it's you know, I'm on the TikTok one, and then I'll see them, and I'll say like TikTok really is a death trap for your mind because you're convinced in the moment that, and Paige got me on it, like I was never on it before. And you're convinced right. that, that you're learning stuff and that you're doing brain exercises, but you're not because you don't retain any of the information. Nope. Zero. Um. So I, the strangest one recently is I can't figure out why everyone that talks about giants dies. Like everyone that talks about giants in like i think it's the appalachian mountains and there's these videos of these big like mountain doors like closing and like i don't have you guys seen this one where like they keep
2: killing themselves appalachia like lore is one of my favorite (laughs) topics like how like missing
0: all the missing people in the united states and then all the cave entrances yeah the appalachian mountains are so big on that that's one of my favorite ones
3: but there's this one where i forget his name but people, I mean, it's very easy to find, but he basically pulled over on the side of the road and he saw this like thing walking up the mountain, but it was like, he was very far away. So it had to be the size of like a telephone pole. And he started to post about it and it became this like, you know, that he saw a giant. And then the next time he tried to go like up there, like a government car stopped him. And then there was a facility like, like, appeared up there, but his TikToks kept getting stranger and stranger, like he was being controlled by someone. And then he like killed himself. And it's like a very dark thing. But I've always like like (laughs) when people ask me this question, I'm I do want to say like sometimes like well can someone explain to me like what is going on with this side of things? So now they have all these people running out into the woods trying to find giants and they like keep disappearing. I don't know. It's really weird. It's not a great answer. I obviously would get I canceled. I would get canceled if I told you my real ones. Um, <laughs> but it's <laughs> it's crazy because I think mine, <clears throat> mine, mine do teeter into the ones that end up being true about the government, which most of them like are. Um, yeah, for sure. Like when you see stuff happening, you are like, "Come on, guys! Like you can't be that oblivious to." everyone's just being you know so the, a lot of them lead that way but the funny ones are like you know that birds aren't real no one's ever seen a baby <laughs> a baby pigeon i read one this morning um oh like tornadoes only happen in america like why do tornadoes oh the government is controlling weather house? i
0: love that one that's that the a government, one that's I what's really an area 51 true, i'm I pretty think sure that i tornadoes think happen is. in other countries no well i don't think so i like i have been looking at it today being like do tornadoes exist in other countries? <laughs> googling <laughs> you would think like australia maybe or somewhere in the middle east but no they don't really it's pretty much just america right based on this, what based on we don't know weather research like, <laughs> what do you mean yeah.
2: I've got, got a look it up read a book <laughs> my favorite one always has to do with aliens and especially now that they're pushing all these I guess that's my question with all of the whistleblowers at Congress talking about aliens. Now, do you think that they're using that to distract from something else? Or do you think that aliens are real? And then did you well, see the like, mache Mexican aliens that they showed? Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
3: that was amazing. I got pretty excited about that. I, yeah. I don't let myself usually get excited, but I was like, I, I was like, how did it make its way to this level of government I know. that it's being presented? Like maybe there's something here. Um, you know the scary thing is is what the fuck are they covering up but if now they're like you know what guys you're right we have aliens they are like I, nobody aliens. cares. yeah no they don't no one cares
2: um the, i heard that because i read those are the ones that i'll dive into is the alien ones and i read one that there was a crash in italy a ufo crash in like the early 1900s and the vatican actually scooped up the wreckage and kept it in like the catacombs of vatican city and the united states in the 40s paid for the remains of that and that's why our jet propulsion systems and our military planes are better than everyone else in the world because we're using we're uh, reverse engineering alien technology that we purchased from the vatican that's one of my favorites
0: i I mean look
3: yeah if you look at the advances in technology over the years we went from like Basic like tools of physics, like the ramp and the wheel, and they're like in a pivot, like seesaw over thousands of years. That's all we had. And then, in the realm of like a hundred years or 150 years, we went from like you know, automobile engines to like cell phones. Like, how the fuck do cell phones actually work? They're like going to space, and you're telling, and like, so I think one that could be worth looking into is like someone came down like the advances in technology in the last 100 years are un like there's no way to compare them to any other time in history the last 20 years the technological
2: advancements surpassed the technological advancements of our entire human history up to that right.
3: point and yeah. like the pyramids like we couldn't build the pyramids today that's what people don't realize like we actually <laughs> could not build them <laughs> like we don't have the tools to do it and like uh- like how the fuck did they do? like i mean i would i don't know about aliens now but like i almost think it's easier to believe that they came down and there was way more advanced technology back then than we have discovered because like some of the hieroglyphics has like have like breathing apparatuses in the pictures and like flying
0: vessels and i think one of the pyramids had electricity going from the river that ran next to it into the king's chamber Really? And that's what they were using to power everything that they were doing. Yeah. It, and it's like, it's it's so like laser cut,
3: like the stone is. So, yeah, I really should do like a conspiracies with Craig. Maybe you guys can like start it. Craig Steal and Shooter conspiracies with us. Oh, yeah. But we'll people get that. so we'll that, like, fired up like about them. Because, it's correct, like, is, that. as soon Let's as we do you, once like, a
2: month, we'll do conspiracies with Craig. We'll up. All right. You're you on. You got to
3: come on our podcast, too. because – But then you, like, we'll put, like, i I'm very amazed at how scared people are of information now, like I've got like a couple of like groomsman level friends that like if you say something that provokes like some sort of thought beyond like you know being Norm. pet yeah by being pet by everyone, like <laughs> it makes them really uncomfortable, and I'm like dude I'm not like i'm like I'm just saying can you answer this one cause and effect question and they're like okay cool like go have fun with russia craig and i'm like i'm just asking (laughs) like a simple you know like a simple question
0: um i love that you're so close to marriage that you're thinking of your friends as level. level that's a great
2: barometer barometer, barometer because i
0: call everyone like my
3: best friend and like i didn't realize it and so it started to get picked up on and they're like And Austin's like, oh yeah, Craig and his like hundred best friends, like, and like, because I'm like, oh, like my best friend, this guy, this guy. So I had to start being like, all right, groomsman level. Yeah, you've got different tiers. You have best friend. Who's the
2: best man is reserved for one. That's your that's your best friend.
3: That's the one that has the problem with my thought process. No, I mean my brother will be the best (laughs) man. That's a good cop We love that. That's yeah. Well, he made my I'm my brother's best man in his wedding next year um And it's kind of like a southern thing too, which I didn't realize. I have, yeah, like it's gonna be tough. But then Paige is like, "I, you're not gonna have groomsmen." And I was like, "Yes, I am." I was like, "I have like twelve groomsmen," and she's like, "They're not stand." I was like, "They don't need to stand up there with us, but they're going to be like they're hanging out with me during all of this stuff as my groomsmen. Then you can sit them wherever you want." Mm, but yeah. I guess it's like like it's not on like it's trending towards not having big wedding parties but i was like well i do
2: like i I had my buddies hang out with me beforehand and like told them that yeah you would be but i only had two stand up with me and then like my brother got involved a little bit right i think that like my wife didn't really want to do wedding parties either she's like it's just not the it's not the thing anymore granted my wife is so shy that there's like a back staircase to the altar she's like can i just take that one and the the guy running the wedding was like I've been doing this for 20 years and no one has ever asked that. Like, this is about you. It's the big entrance. She's like, yeah, nah. Like, I just want to like
3: slide <laughs> in right there. <laughs> I do appreciate the tin foil. Like, it makes me feel at home. I am yeah. just a little, I, uh, some people started to show up at our shows with it. And then someone came, like a whole group of people came to my store with like tinfoil hats. And I was like, I don't know if I want to go down this Yeah, path. you don't want to it with I, that. Not like, dangerous, dangerous road. road. Yes. I was like, so we have like, I posted it or I think Rod did uh, from our show because he texted our like, it's funny because some shows have like group chats. Ours has never worked like we have very like I'm in three different Southern Charm cast group chats because mm-hmm. I get along with a lot of people. But oh, yeah, not everyone your best friends. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, but like, like Shep made a new group chat the other day and I was just laughing to see like who was in it. Um, but Rod was like, there's a group of women, like eight of them, walking down King Street with tinfoil hats on right now, and I have a feeling they're going to your store. And I was like, <laughs> Oh no. That's incredible. You're gonna yeah, you
2: started something you didn't mean to start. You're trying to be funny yeah. on TV and now you're gonna have a whole cult following in tinfoil
3: hats. But that like King that's King. what gets Shep. He's like, Everyone thinks Craig's joking, but he's not. And I was like, But no one knows, and I'm you not know.
0: saying <laughs> yeah, Is he joking, like, we don't, don't know. Be. Well, look, like, we we'd be we'd be remiss if we didn't ask you about the biggest one do you think pandas are actually real because i know what you're talking about you're talking about that chinese zoo panda that had that definitely looked like a guy in a suit like the sun panda yeah
3: <laughs> um yeah that was like i mean that was a dude what, what that was a, there guy. was a guy in that one but they're not all yeah. guys but now <laughs> So now, like, so a lot of people don't realize the diplomatic, like, ramifications that the pandas do have. Like, when China recalled all the oh, pandas, yeah. it was kind of a big deal. Um, we've worked something out now that they're sending, uh, they're going to be leasing, because pan- China owns all the pandas in the world, and there's, like, pandas don't really show up in history to like, 300 years ago, but now that they're sending them back to, like, the U.S., um <laughs> I was like, "Oh, they replaced the men that are inside and they're coming back to spy on us." <laughs> um, dude, the one that I just got my dad with on Thanksgiving though is and a lot like I like historical um contradictions and the one because I took geology in college, like that was my science. And they're like, "This rock's a million years old, and this one's fifty thousand years old." And I was like, "You're full of shit." No one knows. What <laughs> I was like, this, "She's like, and this one's fifty million years old." and I was like, "This is so stupid." But I'm not. I love science. Like I was actually, yeah. I was a nerd. Like I love school and stuff. But the one crazy contradiction because we were just in cincinnati for a meeting with kroger and uh kentucky airport which my dad was like did you land in kentucky and drive to cincinnati and i was like no we flew to cincinnati you're stupid and we definitely landed in kentucky like that's, <laughs> oh, they share the airport like you fly to kentucky to go to it's just like the cincinnati airport's in kentucky
0: yeah um yeah it's like great yeah, we, actually, we talked about this on monday because uh we were watching the the chiefs eagles game monday night and we were discussing with Steele's wife about where kansas city actually is yeah, why like is kansas missouri. city in missouri and not in Kansas? Yeah. it's stupid yeah. but it's right on the border it's the same thing
3: so there they have dinosaurs in the airport which is sick like i loved it they had like like smaller ones but like saber-toothed tigers and like woolly mammoths and nice. like i guess prehistoric animals and like my parents and i just did the natural museum of history in new york which was sick and like they've got they just found a new dinosaur and all that stuff and so i told my dad Because like, we're medium. Like, I wouldn't say we're like, we're like, I grew up Catholic, but like, I went to Sunday school and like, my parents will go through phases where they go to church on Sundays. And now they found like a non denominational place where, you know, it feels good that like, you know, it are more like personal relationships. Like, I'm saying like, we're not overly religious, but we also have like religion in our foundation. Yeah. You know, to an extent. But I was like, dad, you know, like, I was like, well, how do you explain that the Bible says that the world's only like 7,000 years old? And he's like, it doesn't say that. I was like, but it does. So like, how do you explain dinosaurs? if the
0: bible says and he's like that just doesn't make sense craig and i was like that's what i'm asking you exactly. like where right <laughs> didn't we not find dinosaurs until like a uh, hundred years ago or something
3: yeah like george washington didn't know they existed so right.
0: i asked my sunday school teacher this
3: and this is when i got to stop going to sunday school but my dad just didn't remember this i mean he's getting a little older and i was like dad like <laughs> i asked this guy and he was like dinosaur bones were placed on the earth by the devil to trick like non-believers or believers that like because i asked this question yeah and so now because my dad was like you have to find an answer for me online so they say that the days in god's eyes are 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 thousands of years in human years like god years yeah so like (laughs) <laughs> like the seven days of creation were actually over like tens of thousands of years. And I was like, well, there you go. that That's what you can. Do. That's a good enough answer. Yeah. yeah it, it, sure. does, it does the trick. Sure. A lot of people don't know, like, I don't bring that up as a religious thing. It's just a historical contradiction that a lot of people don't think about. That's great. Um, well, <laughs> the that's a last good
2: thing that we want to, at some point and if you guys would be up for it, if we could have a scramble between pillows and beer and the brav bros on the golf course in Charleston at some
3: point, if you guys would be great.
2: Yeah. We'd love
3: to do that. I just played with, uh, Marty mush from Barstool. Uh, was oh, nice. we had so much fun. Um, but yeah, we'll do it. Well, are Where do you guys live? We're, we're in, in Philly. Philly, but you, okay. I knew you're Philly fans, but I didn't know if you were still in Philly. Well, that's an easy trip. We flew, Paige and I, I flew to Philly and she took the train to philly and we drove down to delaware um but yeah it's an easy trip to charleston there's an american flight that goes right there and um we would love that i live on exactly. William. i live on a golf course so we'll just perfect. play there be perfect,
2: perfect. Get that set up um but other than that man we really appreciate you taking the time to, to chat with us we've been fans of yours for a while so this has been awesome
3: nice yeah it was fun and uh that'll be cool you guys come down maybe come during a filming season or something like in the spring. Yeah that'd, um, sick. yeah. that'd be great. I haven't done a podcast in a while. So it was fun. I mean, like, like this, it was good. Like someone else's. I didn't mind. Yeah.
2: It, no, it was a blast, yeah. but um all
3: right. Well, thank
2: you again for coming out and uh, we'll, we'll be in touch about maybe a monthly segment conspiracies with Craig. And we'll Yeah. Know. Well, you
3: guys got to come on um pillows and beer too, because we'd love to hear about how you guys started and more of your story. Oh, yeah. I think it's pretty sure. great. <clears throat>
2: I'll mean, be right, sure well, cool. text, will figure it out. But uh, thanks again, and we will talk to you soon.